Well, we're back to another episode of the Pig Wrestling Podcast. The Pig Wrestling Podcast is powered by our wonderful sponsor, Sync Cloud, and it's available in the cloud. Where's it available, Paul? <laughs> the cloud I'm learning, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor to name but a few, and on our Pig Wrestling Podcast blog. The Pig Wrestling Podcast is based on a book by Pete Lindsay and Mark Bowden. It's a simple way to solve any problem and create change you need. Can't we, Paul? Should we welcome? Um, so, first of all, we've got the, the wonderful Joe Kent on, on air with us now. We've also got Sarah Wynn from Fit Sisters, and we've got Paul, Paul Longley. Um, so, Paul, this one's completely different today, isn't it? What's going on? Yeah, it is. We've got a new one. This is uh, we're doing our first pigtail today. Um, and Sarah has gladly um took us up on our invite, and she's with us this morning on the debut of the pigtail. Um, Sarah um, is the owner and personal trainer at Fit Sister, established in 2010. She loves helping people live a healthy lifestyle, bringing amazing benefits both physically and mentally. She loves to in- she loves her job and loves to inspire and motivate others, and hope people embrace um, what she tries to deliver. So that- that's me. I'm going to let Sarah. Tell us more about that. I've just um, picked a few things from that. So, welcome, Sarah. Hi, nice, nice to see you, sir. Um, yeah, just going on from what you said, on it, my name's Sarah Wynn. I've been um, running Bit Sister for the past. 10 years. Um, I absolutely love my job, um, which is great. Um, I, I love the whole world of health and fitness. Um, I love the feeling personally, um, you know, it's health and fitness is really important to me. Um, it just, it makes me feel great. It makes me feel fit and healthy. Um, and I just want to do my job and hopefully inspire other people to, you know, gain the benefits of leading a fit and healthy lifestyle themselves. Which is awesome. I mean, and Joe, um, since since you're responsible for this new pigtail show, um, do you want to explain more why we're doing the pigtail and what what its sort of intent and purpose is for our audience? Yeah, okay, so some of it was about redressing the balance and getting some females onto the show. So thank you, Sarah, um, for, for coming along this morning. It's great to have some female company. Um, but it's also about learning new tips from people. So we wanted to do a range of um, podcasts, um, inviting different people that work in different areas. So it's learning more about how to look after ourselves from a health and um, nutritional kind of perspective, but also getting some tips around our mental health and hopefully and um, being more focused as we go along over the weeks perhaps looking at some perinatal and um, looking at anxiety and giving some tips to people out there that could they could perhaps help change them or it might help them looking seeking for support so brilliant so we've got new questions haven't we joe we certainly have. Um, and can I just add on, Sarah's kind of not uh, mentioned, but she's also been doing quite a few articles as well for some magazines and, and, and kind of features on the radio quite a bit just to, to not only to promote her business, but also promoting um, that healthy kind of lifestyle and activity. Um, so well done, Sarah, on all of those achievements. Um, so, yeah, I'll start on the first one, which is a really nice one to start with. And it's what makes you happy? Well, what makes me happy? Um, it's the little things in life. Um, you know, things like 
the sunshine, hearing my kids laugh, um, sitting and having a cup of coffee in the garden, uh, things like that. Just my job makes me happy. Luckily, I love what I do. Uh, but really, it's just those little things on a daily daily basis, you know, taking the dog for a walk, hearing the birds tweeting, just all these things that are all around us all the time, whatever's going on in society, um, you know, they're always there. You can always find something to be happy about. I love that. I love that, Sarah. Um, I for I for one, and I for one um, have been walking in the in the outdoors in our hours exercise and doing things like that. And it's I really get pleasure of um, just doing the little things in life that probably don't cost us anything. So yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, well, I, say, I, think, I think the challenge is at the minute, um, especially now, um, I think the, the world is changing pretty fast in front of us all, isn't it? And I think um, one of the sort of, you know, I, I remember getting asked um, that same question, what makes me happy, um, a few a few years ago. And um, if you ask me now what makes me happy to what I answered a few years ago, um, completely different. Um, and we were just speaking a little bit um, off air, weren't we? Um to sort of maybe drill into that, um, you know, what is the new sort of normal and um, what is it, you know, we want to be doing? And, and for me, exactly like that, it's um, things that don't cost money. We were just having a conversation, me and my wife, um, this weekend. And since we've been in lockdown and isolation, we've been going out on family walks on a night, um, walking the dog, taking the kids out. And I like to try and teach my kids. Um, it's a little thing I have into, uh, at home is when we go somewhere, we do something, I like them to make a choice and I like them to go somewhere different. Um, just like a bit of a metaphor in terms of in life, we can go wherever we want, but let's always try and go and explore something new. And we've been on so many little walks in different places. What are like within like five kilometers of where we live, exploring things that we've never even seen before on our own doorstep. It, it's, it's crazy isn't it? And, it, and it costs no money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just the little things, the great, you know, you appreciate more at times like this as well. I think one thing that I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, um, obviously I'm still working every day, um, but we, we, my husband's doing a project in the garden and um, as part of that project he had to move this tree that I got that was get, it was um, it was kind of being abandoned really from um, a, a a gardening centre and I got it a number of years ago and just had to move it and I was really upset that this tree had to be moved because I didn't want it to die because it blossoms every year and it's beautiful it's just got the most gorgeous leaves and um, anyway it's taken and the leaves are just starting to bud and every morning I get up come downstairs make a cup of coffee before I do my exercise and I have to check to see where the buds are at and it's just starting to blossom now and it's just beautiful and I love kind of having that time really to, to do that in the garden. Well, I want to ask that one question though, right, is whose project is that? Is that your husband's project or is that your project that you've delegated to your husband? Because we get these type of projects, don't we, Paul? <laughs> yes, often. <laughs> it's definitely his project. Um, I really don't get much say. I might get a choice in colour of paint, fence paint. Um, but every time he asks me my opinion, it kind of then goes, okay, but we're going to do it this way. <laughs> so it's definitely his project. What about your house, Paul? I won't get away with that. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. So, Paul, I think we should go jump straight on to the next question. So, come on, let's, let's hit Sarah with the second question. All right, Sarah. 
what do you do to relax? Well, it might sound um, really strange, this, but actually, exercise helps me relax. Um, you know, running, walking, getting outside in nature, again, going back to the getting outside bit, it all helps me relax. And I do, I, I do, you know, seem, feel very calm after exercise. Um, but also, I do like chilling out, you know, Saturday night, getting my feet up and watching crappy TV, um, having a takeaway, not cooking, um, things like having a really nice long bubble bath or a massage when I'm lucky enough. Um, just, again, things like that, you know, just... It's, it's generally either all or nothing or me, so I'm either full of energy or completely no energy, but I do enjoy chilling out on a Saturday night. But again, just for any of our listeners, just sort of listening to what you get up to, you know, professionally, um, so, you know, what is a sort of typical, you know, prior to, to us being isolation, um, what is like a typical sort of week look like for you in terms of work, you know, in terms of what you're doing? Right, a typical week prior to this, um, up half five every morning, usually training from seven o'clock with clients, seven o'clock till about two o'clock, um, a couple of hours um, off in the afternoon for, you know, to do my house stuff, see the kids when they come in from, well, I say see the kids coming when they get in from school, but they usually just grunt at me and go upstairs now. But, you know, just be at home for a couple of hours and then usually out to work again till about eight. So I usually have pretty long days. Um, and yeah, this situation's definitely slowed down my lifestyle quite a lot. I'm working half the amount of time, but you know, it, it's, it's good. I'm chilling out in an afternoon, especially when the uh, sun's shining, um, getting a bit of a tan as well, which is good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm using this um, afternoon, I, I'm working from home the same as yourself, Sarah, and I'm giving myself a couple of hours off in an afternoon, but I'll, I'll work later just to chill and enjoy the sun, and it, yeah. I think it makes you feel a lot better just, just having that me time for a couple of hours, and then it refocuses me back to come in and do some more work again. What do you do, Joe? Um... I've been doing a lot of um, Sarah's workouts actually during during this time. I, I do like physical exercise. Um, I really enjoy it. Something that I picked up there when Sarah was talking was um, you, you talked about that all or nothing, almost like a bit of a boom and bust, Sarah. So kind of working really hard and then feeling quite exhausted afterwards. And I can really, um, you know, I can really understand that. I think I, I think that's probably how I function, and maybe not always the best way. So has kind of this period of time been able to switch that around for you a little bit? Because you sound like you're relaxing a little bit more now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it does It does take me a while to relax. I'm on the go all the time. And I do, I like that. I, I thrive on the energy. I'm always full of ideas for things. And I, I thrive in that moment. But, um, and I did set up with plans to... Um, you know, oh, when I'm not doing this, I'm, I'll do this in an afternoon and I'll work on this. But actually, I thought, you know what, take that couple of hours in an afternoon, lay in the garden and do nothing. So I've learned quite a bit, actually, from um, I've learned to chill out a bit more, which is nice. I think I still always think at it all the time again, though. <laughs> well, I think, Sarah, I think um, interesting you just mentioned that point there. This weekend, um, I like to be doing a million things. I've always got a different book to read. I've always got something to do. Um, I've always got another list. Um, it's just the way my brain functions. And um, this weekend, um, I just decided just to put my earphones on and play. I've got a 
the kids play um, a game called what's it called uh, Minecraft they're, they're mad on this Minecraft um, and it's like where they build like blocks and stuff but in a yeah. computer game um, but they've got loads and loads of like Playmobil and I mean like stacks of Playmobil you've never seen so much uh, and I noticed it all in the garage so I said right this weekend we're going to go outside and you, you can you can build Minecraft you can play Minecraft but outside um, and I just sat and just watched them all weekend, really, in the garden. And I've not really done much at all, apart from get a real nice suntan. Um, <laughs> I, ate, I ate well um, and just sat there on my, on my bench. And I can't remember actually ever doing that. Um, and it was just one of them incredible weekends, just watching the kids be imaginative. Um, you know, just daft things like um, they got a, a ball, you know, they washing up ball. And they use that as a lake, you know, and just watching their imaginations go. Um, yeah. It was just phenomenal, but it's, I would never have stopped doing that, to do that in, in a normal sort of, um, in, if life was in the old normal, um, I think. Um, but what's, what's, anyone else been picking up any sort of like moments like that where you, you're finding yourself taking enjoyment from something you, you, you know, you normally would be too busy to do? Go on, Paul, what about yourself? Um, well, I've... Taking on a 300 300 kilometre challenge in 60 days. So I've been figuring out different different places to go and do my 5K day and just finding what's on my doorstep five minutes away and then just having a brilliant walk. And I do all my best thinking and it's one of my coping mechanisms that I use when I'm by myself. I've got a few tunes on and I've done 140K, so I've got 160K to do so. There'll be plenty of routes that I take up in the next few weeks, but I've really, really embraced it, and I, I'm really enjoying it, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. But I think an interesting one for Sarah to bring Sarah in. Um, me, me, me and Paul um, always fluctuate our weight, don't we, Paul? We're up and down, um, and we always make excuses where we can't do stuff, and we just started training, so we've, we've set ourselves like a little challenge to sort of beat each other. Um, we're trying to lose 13% of our body weight. That was what we found. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why we got 13%, but that's what we came up with, didn't we? Um, and the, the, the prize, what's the prize, Paul? I'm going to pick a three-course meal, <laughs> and then I'm gonna pick. Then I'm gonna pick a meal for Leon. What he don't like when he loses. <laughs> no, no, not, not gonna happen. But for the, the point where I'm just gonna, you got maybe go off on a little bit of a tangent, um, just to see if we can sort of learn some bits from you. And I'll guess I'll listen as well. Is, um, you know, you train a lot of people, and you'll see a lot of people come in with different levels of motivation around that. What? What is it? What is there, is there any tools or tips you can give someone about changing that mindset? Because um, it is challenging. You know, me and Paul, we 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 seem to fluctuate, don't we? And it's making that that lifestyle change to, so it sticks. Um, have you got any tips around that? Or, 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 or I could look at it differently. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very difficult. A lot of people start off with um, motivated, um, you know, fully motivated. I'm going to do this, going to do that. It's keeping it going, um, which is why just building some daily healthy habits is really important. Uh, my top tip is um, don't start something that you're not going to be able to continue for the rest of the life, you know, rest of your life. If, if your aim is weight loss, um, yeah, crash diets and and 
crazy boot camp routines work to get the, the weight loss, but nobody wants to put it back on again. So, you know, if you want to stay that way for life, you've got to build habits for life and there's got to be something that you can do every day that you're going to enjoy doing every day. Um, so, you know, make sure you find something to enjoy doing and build it into your life um, day by day. Yeah, it is, it is tough. Um sticking to it and staying consistent but if you find something you like um it's a lot easier yeah 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 and i think i think um for me i've just made a couple of little changes this time um we, we started again in december didn't we paul yeah we started to compete against each other shall we say but for years i've always done like these massive goals whereas um this time round, i focus on getting in the gym just twice um, and then i focus on getting in there three times and then something different what i'm doing now is I used to be really obsessed about doing the sets and doing these weights and, and doing all these different things. Whereas now I'm just setting a timer on my watch and once it's done, it's done. Um, and for me, I'm finding not have, just having that sort of more, I'm just conf I'm just happy that I've been in the gym. I'm happy that I've just done that time. And I do seem to be enjoying it a bit more. What about you, Paul? I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm enjoying, um, not complicating things and just making it simple. Um, I'm just trying to go for a walk. Um, I try and do a bit of power walking. Um, last week I, I added a little bit of jogging into it, um, but I'm not at that level yet. But I'm just trying to keep things simple. And like what um, Sarah says, I think boot camps and other things and making things complicated are sustainable. So I'm just trying to keep things simple. I just make sure that I use more energy than what I actually take in through calories and I'm think that'll just keep it simple. Yeah. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna now I've got Sarah's number, I'm gonna ring her after this, see if I can get any little tips just so I can get in front of you, Paul. So Sarah, don't share too many bits of um gold on while we're on air because um I'm looking forward to Paul eating his vegan um his his vegan steak I'm gonna get him from wherever we go. Should be quite funny and his lettuce leaf. Um that's my motivation. So what what question we got up next, Joe? Right, okay, so what challenges have you faced during isolation? Right, my main challenge um, I had to face was having to switch my business, what I did for a living, um, almost overnight to doing everything online. Um, I'm not, I've not got great IT skills at all. It's not really something that interests me. I've been saying for so long, oh, I must do this. I must, it's one of those things I never get around to doing, but, um, due to the situation, I've had to, well, muddle through it and learn what I can almost last minute just to keep my business going. So that's been, um, that was a pretty big challenge for me really, but I'm quite proud of myself that I'm doing it. Um, but also, as well, I think my biggest challenge has been handling um, my varied emotions. You know, one day I'm feeling really positive. Oh, yeah, this is a new opportunity to work differently. Another day I'm thinking, oh... I was doing so well and, I, you know, I was out there every day. It's all gone. Um, and my mood swings have just been quite erratic. So it's been quite a challenge keeping, you know, keeping um, keeping optimistic and keeping going. But, you know, most of the time I am. So that's good. 
I think I can really um, empathise with that, Sarah, and um, sort of the, the Pigtail podcast, we'd, we'd had some discussions with um, Paul Neon, we had some meetings last week, and I felt really kind of quite upbeat about this and really very excited, and, you know, like you were saying earlier, kind of when we get together and when we're talking, we've always got lots of new fresh ideas, and we start, you know, like really, it's quite electric actually when we, when we all get together and start talking about things. And then I went on a call on um, Friday morning and had some very difficult conversations um, and that really tipped the balance for me and, and kind of um, reminded me why I was sat in my house working from home and and I found it really difficult on Friday to kind of pull myself around again and um, you know, I had to just sort of sit, I just had to go with those feelings. I just had to feel them. And there was nothing I could do about it. I was in the moment. And no matter what I did, I just had to go through that experience. Um, on, a, on a Friday evening, my, me and my husband, and we've kind of sort of, you know, we make a bit of an effort. We try and get dressed up a little bit and have a, a nice bottle of wine with our tea and put the music on. So we try and do something a little bit different to, to sort of our week. And actually, I came round after a little while of doing that. It was maybe the wine that, that helps, who knows. Um, but yeah, I, and, and I feel the same. I feel like my mood kind of fluctuates. So one day I feel quite up there and feel really positive. And then something will knock me. And, and then knocks feel a bit bigger than they would normally. Yeah, but I, th I think with that, John, I think um, I'll speak for myself because us blokes don't normally speak about our emotions, but we do, don't we, Paul? We do. Um, but I think I think a big point on that is, um, you know, myself, you know, it's challenging, you know, um, being business owners and 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 the, 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 when you're an entrepreneur, as they say, the 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 job is to look at the risks, to manage the risks, but see the world better than it is. Um, but that can have its toll, I think, Sarah. Um, you know, we've got to see it better than it is, but it is it is tiring and, and it is it can get on top of it. And exactly like you, you mentioned there, Joe, you know. Um, in the way that me and Paul do, you know, in the community, it, there is a lot of tragedy out there, what's going on. Um, there is people taking their own lives. Um, and, you know, I've had some, we've had some tragic news ourselves this week, you know, and it's not, it's not been, um, just not good. And it's, and it's how you get yourself out of them, them spins and how you, you, you refocus. And, and I mean, I mean, me, you know, I'm a big fan of um, meditation. It's just something that just centers me. Um, I do it just to, to release th that emotion. Um, but still, um, it still doesn't go away. It's still there. Um, but what what do you do, Sarah, you know, outside of that, when you are feeling something, you know, uh, when you are feeling a bit run down, because we, we have a saying, don't we, Joe and um, Paul, we talk about radiators and drains. And I think yes. the, the energy what Joe was alluding to there is um, we believe these two types of people and we, we can be these people ourselves. Um, so we can be radiators where people want to flock around, want to speak to you, take energy off each other and you all bounce. But sometimes, and, and we can be this ourselves and we can be drained and we can suck sort of energy off people or, or vice versa. Or you might have that, that fantastic idea and someone's like, it'll never work. Um, so what, what do you do to sort of maintain that sort of energy levels? Um, well, I'd like to think um, I, I, do, I do stay positive. Most, of the, I mean, we all have our moments, but I like to, to think I stay positive and stay motivated. Um, and one of my things I do is, even if I'm not feeling motivated, I just fake it for a little bit, and then I soon am. Um, you know, sometimes I'm doing my um, live workouts at eight o'clock in the morning. At five to eight, I'm sat there thinking. 
oh, can I really be bothered? But the minute that, the, you know, I know, I know I'm on live, um, I spring into action and actually it does motor. By the end of that 10 minutes, I feel great. You know, hopefully everyone else does because I'm doing it for everyone else, but I'm as much doing it for me as well. So, um, you know, that's what that's what I tend to do. I, we have our, you know, moments where we don't feel it, but I, I tend to try and just keep that motivation going, keep optimistic about things. And Paul, what about you? Because I know, I know um, you've had some, you've had it's, it's equally, you know, you're trying to pivot your own business. Um, been very difficult for you overnight, you know, what you was doing and um, not able to do it from social distancing. So, you know, what, what are you doing to, to bring yourself back around? Well, I've had um, probably similar to Sarah. Um, I had a load of courses booked and planned and then COVID-19 came in and obviously overnight all them courses have been cancelled. So I've had to do the same, develop all the courses online and um, I'm just actually... I'm just actually working on these uh, distance learning um, this morning before we came on there and just getting all the gardens and all them, everything sorted out. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard times, but I keep myself motivated because I know out of all this, good will come of it. And I think we, we knock that into each other all the time. And that's what spares me on thinking, I just go a day at a time, try and be as positive as I can today. Tomorrow will be better. The next day, t- and what I um, try and preach to people as well, and I, I preach to myself, this is only temporary. We're going to come out of this. And I'm hoping to come out of it physically and mentally stronger than what I came into it as. Nice. So, and that, that sets us up nicely, Joe, doesn't it, for the next question, Joe? Yeah, it does actually. Well done, Paul. So, what positives have you found to isolation, Sarah? Well, positives are I'm liking the slowed down pace, actually. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not in traffic anymore. I'm not part of the daily rat race, although I am sticking pretty much to um, trying to stick to a routine. Um, I like the fact that life is a little bit quieter. I like the fact that you go for a walk and you can hear the birds and um you know, I'm liking that. I'm also, um, you know, it, it, it's given me time to chill out more and sit in the garden more. I don't think it's the same if it was the weather wasn't great, but, um, you know, I'm liking spending time at home. I'm liking spending time with my kids more. Um, again, I'll say the, the teenagers, so they spend most of the time in the room, but, you know, I'm just enjoying being at home and being around them. Um, and I also think that the... Um, community spirit i've never really i've never really obviously you have your circle of friends and the people the community but the community as a whole i'm quite liking all the things that are going on all the supportive measures and groups that are going on um and i think that's really great and i hope that continues um i think that's a really positive thing that's happening right now that people a lot of people are helping each other out and um, you know looking after each other yeah i like that i am um, i've noticed us doing our work in the community, I think we've known that community spirit's been there for quite a while, the help we've had from the community. But personally, the community where I live um, from around here, um, the way they come out and the clap at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night, and um, we there's an old lady that lives at the top of our street, and we put a note for her letterbox saying, look, if she needs any milk, give them our telephone number. And people have done that for us. And I think 
where I know community spirit's been there, it's been hidden where now everybody's showing it and we can yeah. appreciate it. And I, I'm embracing it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And you, you make a good point because we, we often get people talk about community spirit and obviously because of the charity work we do, um, we, we've seen it in the last three years in, in abundance, you know, in, in, in ways that you just, it blows your mind. But I think also though, I think linking exactly to like you, what you mentioned there is, um, that's in one setting, but then even like around our my own house, we've seen more of our neighbours than we've ever seen. Um, but you know, on a Thursday night, we're all out there clapping. Um, just even like when I've been out walking the dog, I know we're social distancing, but people saying hello to each other more and smiling more. Um, and I, I, I'm with you, Sarah. I, I hope it does bring us all together um, because I think it's making us focus on what what is important. I mean, we was having conversations this week. I mean, life, you know, and um, we. We've never really used our garden like we're using it at the moment. Never. Um, and and it, we've got it set up absolutely brilliantly. And it's like, do, why do we need to go on all these holidays? And why do we need to just just look at things differently? Sat there. I, I washed the cars this, this weekend on the drive. And um, it's like, do we really need two cars? Do we, you know, why, why have we got two cars? And I think we are going to call this looking at the way we interact with each other all differently and and. I think we're gonna. I do think it is gonna be better for us in, in the long run. A bit of pain, but I do think it's gonna be better. What, what do you think, Joe? Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything that all of you have said, really. And um, for for quite some time now, for quite a number of years, I've just felt like we couldn't carry on going the way that we were. Um, you know, we've become a society that isn't always the nicest to each other. Um, I think we want everything and we want it now. And actually, we can't have everything now, right now. Um, and you know, I, I think I think to some degree, society was getting a little bit ugly in my in my own view. Um, and I think this has given a chance to reflect and reevaluate what's important to us. And I've certainly welcomed not going a hundred mile an hour um, because I've lived my life like that for so long. Everything that I do is kind of fast and furious and I was wanting to get out of that but didn't know quite how to and I think this has given me the license to really think about how what I do going forward. Um, yeah, so I think I, I'm very similar, just sort of seeing those community spirits and I really, really do hope that we keep hold of some of that and that actually we don't have short-term memories that within a few months things have gone back to how they were. That's my fear, um, is that we all go back and not really learn the lessons. So I hope all those organisations out there really take time to reflect about how they're doing things as well and, and that we can do things in a slightly different way with a bit more of a work-life balance, a true work-life balance. Yeah, great. Love that one. Um, what, what, what next question, Paul? We're going to go for the next one. Right. Um, have you, is this the right one? Yeah, have you, you learned anything? That's the have one. Have you learned anything during isolation that you didn't already know, Sarah? Well, I've learned how to do live videos, which I certainly didn't know. Lots of, um, not that I'm any good at any of these things still, but um, I've learned lots of new IT skills. As I said previously, I'd never got around to all this um, if I had not been launched into this world of just online working. Um, but again, going back to what we've just previously said, I've also learned that although I knew all the time that all these people around me have got good friends and good family, it's just like really reaffirmed um, 
you know, how great people are and how good community spirit is and how good friends are. So, I've, you know, I knew that anyway, but it's kind of reaffirmed all that to me. Um, yeah, and I've learned that, you know, I can chill down, chill out a little bit. I don't have to be on the go all the time. Um, I've learned that I get grey hairs a lot quicker than I thought I did. I need my roots doing. Um, <laughs> Things like that, but um, yeah, that's that's what I've learned. <laughs> no, but I think um, it's, it's interesting, you know, like the technology piece. Obviously, our an IT company, that's what I do for a living. Um, get people doing things with technology that they gives gives them um, tools that so they can communicate and collaborate in different ways. That's the whole purpose. You know, solve problems and um, solve business problems. And I think what's really interesting for me is. Um, People have been forced into using technology. Um, and I've always seen for many years that there's so much great technology out there that you can do things with and um, differently. And I'm, I think it's a real positive the way we, we, we're having to use technology. Just listen to the way you're saying you, you're pivoting your business and you're doing things and listen to Paul do that. Um, I think it's amazing. And this is a, a good story of my, um, my grandma. Um, you know, she is, I think she's 80. Four, I think she is, um, and she's been in isolation. So um, my wife went and got her a like an iPad, and we've put um, WhatsApp on it, you know, for video calling. Um, and she's sussed it; she's got it working now. Um, and she just to see the joy in her face because she can be in the garden with us or um, bringing the family in. Like she was, she's been using it for about two, two weeks now, and we've just been doing single calls, so she gets used to it, and, and she's got it, she's completely used to it now. But then we, we dragged, she said, said to my wife um, about her sister, Kerry, oh, what's Kerry doing? And um, and, and starts talking. And, and so I said, oh, I'll just ask her. She's online. I'll bring her into the call. Brought her into the call there. She was just gobsmacked in terms of, you know, that childlike wonder is like, it's like this this tablet's magic. It's magic what's in our hands. And I, and I think um, that's what technology can do. It can engage people. It can allow us to do things. Um, but I think... The interesting thing, like you mentioned, you said you're not good at technology. Um, you're online doing an online podcast of us now. Um, you've pivoted your business um, and you are doing online things. And I think it's interesting, I always say to Paul, you know, Paul, I think Paul's been sent to me um, just in life, um, just just, just to give me focus, right? But Paul, honestly, Paul should not be able to do the things he does with technology. At times, I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Um but I think there's a, there's, a, there's a real good point, though. When you have to do something, us as humans, is what I love about us as humans, we find a way to make it happen. We just find a way, right? Um, and I think we're going to see more of that with technology. I think we're going to see more. You know, it's like me this weekend. Uh, our friends, you know, six couples, we had, we had an online quiz using the same platform. And something about it, you know, what we did, one of the, one of the questions, like a movie scene, and you had to act out a movie scene and send the video in when it was your turn, you know, via WhatsApp. And it's interesting because we didn't really think so much about it, but we all did it. But each couple had spent like a good 10, 15 minutes. Like, you know, we'd all got dressed up in our own little ways. We'd all put so much effort into these movie scenes. And, I, and I've got to say, it's one of my most funniest moments I've ever had with my friends. It was just watching them act these scenes out and all of us act these different scenes. It was just so funny um, but we use technology to do that, to communicate, to collaborate. And Miles more fun, and this is a conversation we were having, you know, 
we need to do this more. Even when we go back to normal, we need to check in like that with each other, you know, have a drink, have a glass of wine, have a bit of fun. Um, because that was more fun than sat in a pub when there's loads of music and you can get a few idiots in there. It, it was actually just, just, just fantastic. Um, so that's, I thought I'd want to put that one out there. I think going back to the technology as well that Sarah's using, um, I can see a little bit of a deal going on here with you too. So Leon, particularly, yeah, the technology, but he also wants to lose weight. <laughs> I, can, I can see something going on here. Yeah, I you up, Leon. I said I'm going to block Paul's IP so he can't contact us. Yes. <laughs> but I think um, as well what um, I think, I, I, and I've said this to Sarah, you know, Sarah and I do know each other um, and we are good friends, but um, she truly has kept me motivated and um, during, during this time and has kept me in her routine. I am so thankful for those um you know, the exercises online on a daily basis, they've actually just really kept me focused. And I, I truly mean that, um, that it makes me get out of bed every single morning. Um, and on a night time, I finish work and I go do my exercises before I go and have my tea with my family. And it's that routine that's kept me going day in, day out. Um, so, you know, I wanted to thank you for that, Sarah. And I hope as well that what comes from this is that I found that actually... I found that so much more easy to do. I, I, I like going out. I love running. I, I love walking. I love cycling. I like being out in the fresh air. I don't particularly like gyms. But actually, this has been, this has really worked for me. So I hope that um, for some businesses, some, some online um, activity, exercise classes will continue in this same vein because I think a lot of people probably feel really comfortable doing it in their own home. Um, so that would be one of my wishes um, is that there is something that continues through this as well. So we've got more options to look at, I think. But right, thank Sarah. You. Sorry, Joe. Right, thank Sarah, you. we'll you with the next one. Okay. What will you change for the future and why? Now, this this was a difficult question. This is a difficult question um, because I'm really not a fan of change at all. Um, I'm a very, very routine person. I do things at the same time every day almost. It, that works for me. That just makes me remember things and keeps things going. Um, but, you know, I've, I've learned that, you know, you can't stick to the your usual routine. You've got to adapt and act fast. So um, I suppose what, I'm, what I am going to change is the way I react to things. You know, the, a situation, you can't always um, control what the situation is, but you can change the way you react to it. Um, I, I, I'm liking my life how it is at the moment, and I, lo I was loving my life the way it is. So there's nothing you know, really profound that I think, oh, I will do this and I will do that because actually I, I, I like, my, I love my life. Um, I've got into a good routine, but I will learn, um, I'm going to change the way I um, react to things and adapt with things, um, not get so stressed about things because at the end of the day, Kesara, you, you, you have to go with the flow and um, see where it takes you. Yeah, I love that. And I think, um, I think it's how natural, you know, as humans, we hate change, don't we? We're not, we're not big fans of change. Um, and and I think because it's been forced upon us, everyone has been very reflective at the moment. We were talking about this last week, weren't we, Joe? You know, um, and, and coming back to that. But 
I, I really like his next question because this links quite nicely, Joe. I'm going to nick this one. Um, you know, in the last five years, what new behaviour or habit has most improved your life? Um, there's been a couple of things. Number one, um, I stopped drinking alcohol quite a few years ago. I think it was, uh, actually, I don't know if it was four or five. I need I need to check that. It was either four years ago or five years ago. I, I, I cut alcohol out of my life completely. It was initially, it was just meant to be for a month. I thought, right, I'm going to stop drinking for months. But I felt a thousand times better for stopping drinking that I have never started again. And I never fancy a drink. I just, it's its the greatest thing I've done um, for my physical and mental health, um, you know, recently. And yeah, that's really, changed, it has changed my life for the better. Definitely. It's interesting you mentioned that one because I've, I fluctuate. So, you know, when I've, when I've, when I really got on my weight loss, um, I, I've done it where I've cut drink out for a year um, as like a sort of self-challenge and some of my best nights I've ever had out ever have been when I've been out with my friends and we've all I've got them all dancing and you, you people will do anything when they're drunk and it's just brilliant to be sober in a group of people when they're drunk it's just one of my favourite favourite things um, not always <laughs> no not always not always though but um, it's interesting you mention that because I fluctuate so I do enjoy a drink I do I, I've got to say I do enjoy a drink but um I don't enjoy the hangovers and I, I, I'm with you in terms of if I have a drink, I know that I won't train, you know, and certain bits. So it's it's just trying to find that happy balance. And um, that's why, you know, I love a glass of wine. I love a gin and tonic. Um, and it's just rewiring that sometimes, isn't it, in terms of trying to flip that. But what would you what would you say on that, Paul? Because you, you, I know you, you, you're sat right now in your office, but it's technically a bar, isn't it, Paul? Yes, um, I, I do. I do enjoy a drink, um, but I don't drink during the week. Um, Saturday night, I had a, two bottles of beer, and then I I drank uh, about three or four gins with diet lemonade. Um, so I was really good at weekend, um, and that's me done. I'm not. I'm not the biggest drinker in the world, but I do. If if I if I have a drink, I do enjoy a drink, but I'm trying changing it now so I don't drink as much beer. And um, I have gin and diet drinks because I'm gonna tan Leon's bum. <laughs> well, no, but I love that one, Joe. What's your thoughts on that? Um, on, on drinking? Um, I think it's everything in moderation for me. Yes. Um, I do enjoy wine. I like to go out for a nice meal and have a, a glass of nice red wine. Um, drinking at home can take it or leave it most of the time. I've probably drank a little bit more than normal um, whilst we've been to this, but again, not excessive drinking. It's maybe just been one one beer or a, a couple of beers, which I don't normally drink. Um, but and, and I think it's each to their own. Um, I, I certainly don't like the hangovers and I certainly can't drink as much as um, I could in my, my younger years. So, but for me, it complements a nice meal. So um, I, I do enjoy... Um, a nice wine with a, with a nice meal. So I've found a little bit of a like this, um, Sarah. Is um, so, sometimes because I want to be motivated. If, if I have a drink, I just know the next day I'm not motivated. Even if I have a couple, it just it just my energy levels just fall through the roof. Um, but I've got this. I love I love gin and tonics. But you can get alcohol free gin and tonic, Paul. Did you know this? Um, I've got a bottle of it. Um, and there's no calories in it. But it, it just feels the same. Honestly, I, I, don't, I like it. Um, so sometimes I'll mix it up. Like um, this weekend, I didn't have a drink. But last weekend, 
I didn't have any drinks, but last weekend I was drinking alcohol free, Paul, and gin and tonic. So I'm with you balanced, but I think the, ch- the challenge for me sometimes in drink is it, it's excess. You can go one way or another, can't you? But that's maybe the rugby culture we're from, aren't we, Paul? Um, so should we say the next question? Come on, Joe, let's go with the next one. I like this one. Okay, so when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do? Well, it might be a bit of a no-brainer answer there, but I, I go for a run or a walk. Um, at the most challenging times in life, I've run the most. Um, if I've got something on my mind or I'm worried about something, you know, if I'll either run or walk. Failing that, um, I always go and see my mum because mums always know best. They always know what to say. All my best friends as well, they do too. Talking or running probably would be my answer to that one. <laughs> I love that one. Love it, love it. Um, Paul, can you just turn your mic off? Do you want to just log out for a minute, Paul, while we do this next next question? Um, Definitely not. I don't want you to hear this question. Um, no. What are your top tips for staying fit and healthy? Paul, get off. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so keeping active um, would be number one. Not necessarily going to the gym or doing a workout every day, but just keeping day, you know active in your daily life, walking, moving, and um, following an eat, um, healthy eating a healthy diet. Again, not necessarily strict diets, following calories, but just eating good food. You know, eating lots of fruit and veg, um, drinking water. Number one, whatever your fitness or health goal is, have a drink of water. I haven't got mine to hand. My, my, my um, phone's resting on the bottle. <laughs> uh, but water's really good for you. Drink plenty of water. Um, sleep as well, really underestimated. It's a good part of, you know, keeping your body and mind fit and healthy. And also, you know, just trying to keep a positive mindset, that really helps as well, um, you know, in the whole health and fitness circle. No, but uh, also the interesting work. So, our show is sponsored by um, the wonderful Moodbeam as well. Um, so we got we got a prize giveaway this month for, for Moodbeam. I ain't got mine on at the minute; it's just charging. But um, I'll go on here. Um, these are a fantastic little device. These, um, but I've been using mine. Obviously, one for managing my mood. Because um, I've found myself a lot in isolation, getting a little bit frustrated and things. So I've been tracking that and journaling on that. But one thing that I've always, always, always um, suffered with. And I don't know if this is like a superpower or not, right? but I don't know if this is linked to my weight going up or down. But I, I, I survive on average when I'm looking at this. I've been, I've been wearing this for quite a few months. But five and a half hours to six hours sleep on average, um, which everything I read tells me that that's not right. Um, well, there's, there's, um, there's this... You know, people say, oh, try and get eight hours of sleep a night. And I must admit, myself, for years, I tried to get eight hours of sleep a night and I still didn't wake up feeling refreshed. I actually probably get about six, just under six hours sleep. And it works for me. I'm, I'm full of energy. I wake up feeling great. It's quite often when I do have those extra couple of hours and get eight hours sleep a night that I feel worse for it. So I think that differs. Um, person, person. Yeah. But if you wake up feeling refreshed and, you know, you can carry on throughout the day, I, I would say that's probably the right amount of sleep for you. Yeah, because cause sometimes, like myself, my wife sometimes thinks I'm mad, but, um, but in my little man cave I have here, sometimes I'll, you know, four o'clock, half past four, five o'clock, I'll just have something on my mind, and I, I go through these journals for fun. Um, so I'll just come, my coping mechanism is, 
if it's in my head, I want it out of my head. Um, it's just something I've always done. Um, but sleep's just one of the things. Um, I, I, well, I wouldn't say I struggled with it, but when I look at what people say is the optimum level of sleep, um, I'm nowhere near it. What about you, Paul? What you? Because you're you're an early bird, aren't you? Uh, I can. I I go to bed. I probably go to bed ten o'clock, half past ten, and I can get up at four in the morning, and I regularly do. Um, but I actually love it because um, I always, I, I sometimes go out and train that early in the morning because in my head, I've got an head start over everybody else because they're all in, in bed. And I do like my own peace um, before the house wakes up in the morning to do what I want, um, listen to the news. I probably look at what my day entails and... Um, I schedule emails now because usually I was sending them out at stupid o'clock in the morning. Um, so I schedule them now so people think I'm actually normal. Yeah. So, and what about you, Joe? What, what, where are you with that? Are you, are you at eight hours, six hours? Where, where are you? Yeah, definitely a lot less. Um, and it, and it's, it, it's dependent on what's going on in my life. So if there's a lot of things going on at work, I do tend to be one of those that gets up. I like it out of my head too. I can't stand just laid in bed, just, you know, sort of regurgitating that kind of information. So I'll get up and I'll do those emails. Um, not always best practice, but it keeps me sane. Um, and I think because I've come to a um, sort of that age in my life, um, sort of perimenopausal, so I do have more difficulty sleeping than I ever have done before. And I, and I think, you know, sort of those eight hours don't really work for me. Um, so I, I think it's, I think what we're saying is it's a very individual thing and I think it's what works for individuals rather than being told it's an eight hour or a nine hour or the seven hour that you should get, it's whatever works works for individuals, isn't it? So yeah, I'm definitely on the left side and, and I'm always up and awake around six o'clock. I think, I think the thing is though, and I think you mentioned that, Sarah, I think the key is one, to be mindful of it and keep it, keep an, an idea of where it is. And then just trying to find your own sort of um, balance because sometimes, like Paul, Paul is definitely an early bird. But sometimes, for me, I, I I do get up early. But sometimes, every now and again, I like to do what's called a power night. So, like, say I've got loads of stuff and I want to get done, and I, I I don't work on weekends anymore. I've stopped working on the weekend. But sometimes I'm real creative at about eleven o'clock to about two o'clock in the morning. I'm just really creative. It's one of the most creative times I have. And sometimes, like, my, my wife now gets it, but sometimes I'll say, you know, when, when it used to be in the office, I say, look, I'll come home from a tent, I'm going back to the office, I'm just going to have one of my power nights. And there's been times, haven't there, Paul, where you've been, yeah. we're going to be training in the morning, I say, Paul, you know, three o'clock in the morning, it's not going to happen today because I've, I've had one of my power nights. And I've just got through, like, what to me feels like a month's work, worth of work, and I've just got through it. So you're just trying to find, I think... Um, your own rhythm, isn't it? And trying to get that sort of balance, I suppose. Well, I think man's my body clock because I get up so early because I, I worked in an industry for 32 years where it was basically early morning starts, three o'clock in the morning. And I've just got my body clocks like that now. And, and I don't put my alarm on in the morning. I wake up when I wake up, but it tends to be really early, but I enjoy that part of the day more. I, I, I enjoy early mornings rather than late nights. So... Yeah, that's my bit. Shall we go on to the last question? It's been nearly an hour. Wow. <laughs> How would you encourage others to maintain an active lifestyle, Sarah? 
Right. Well, I would say find something healthy you enjoy doing, because if you don't enjoy doing it, you're not going to stick to it. I, I said this earlier on, but um, yeah, you, consistency is always more important um, than the latest craze, the latest diet craze, the latest fitness craze. Um, find something you enjoy doing it and do it as much as you can, you know, every day um, and try and establish and build on a healthy routine as well. So it might not be definitely not all at once, um, but, you know, even things like having a glass of water at the same time every morning, just getting into a routine or always having a walk after your tea on a night, do something you to enjoy doing and try and get into a routine. The more times you practice something, the more of a habit it becomes. And it doesn't, it should, it won't feel like a chore. It'll just part, feel part of um, your new healthy lifestyle, hopefully. So routine, consistency, doing something you enjoy, actually enjoy doing. Does that mean I should get a dog then, Sarah, so I can go out walking more? I'm trying to persuade the husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> best, best decision, isn't it, Paul? Um, do you have a dog, Sarah? I, I was going to say, actually, when you asked me earlier about um, things that make me happy, um, it, a couple of questions, actually, things that made me happy. You know, going out for a walk with my dog, I love it. You know, five years ago, I... I've had her about five years. I got her about the same time as I stopped drinking, actually. Um, but um, prior to that, I, I didn't see the fascination of dogs at all. I didn't really like them. And now my dog is my absolute little baby. I love her to bits. She's brought a, a new dimension um, to my lifestyle. And, you know, yeah, get Joe, just get out and talk. Yeah, 100%, 100%. We're, the same. we're the same. We've got a, a Labradoodle. She's brilliant with the kids. She's brilliant with me. Taking her out for a walk. She's just my best mate. She's so loving. Um, what about you, Paul? I know. And then go on, what about Buddy? Um, yeah. Um, I got my dog bought for me seven years ago, um, Christmas time. I was at my lowest of, and I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't do anything. I'd meet. I'd arranged to meet friends and I, I would not turn up. And so my wife bought me a dog with with my children. They all put together and bought me my dog buddy. And I've done loads of videos now where I'm out walking and trying to inspire other people now because it was probably one of the, one of the parts of my life that got positivity out of me. And it probably how my journey started with, um, been well again um it's a constant journey but um yeah my dog was well he's my best mate he's sat out there now and i'll be taking him for a walk after this but yeah it's the best thing anybody has ever bought me in my life yeah there you go joe there's, 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 there's absolutely no excuse for you not to have a dog there's none is there you know let's have a come on let's have a thought mate come in mate. yeah yeah. Can I replay this to Phil later? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's been an hour. That has been a fantastic um, first ever. We interesting, Joe. Um, first new new questions. I thought the questions are fantastic. So well done, Joe, for coming up with the questions. Um, yeah. Anything you know, so so just to make sure you know, how can people find out about you? Um, you know, where can they find you? Where can they look you up? 
Um, I'm on Facebook, Fitzista. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter and all the various. I've got a website, Fitzista UK. On YouTube as well, you can follow um, live workouts on YouTube. But majority of my live workouts are on Facebook on my page. Fit sister, they're all free as well. So you know, and everybody's welcome to join in. So you know, join in. Right, we'll get the link. We'll make sure we share the links out. So hopefully, hopefully, um, people, you know, check you out. And um, we always ask this last sort of question. You know, is is there anything we um should have asked you, but we, you know, but what we didn't ask you, you know, something we should have asked you, but we didn't. No, 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 but we always like to ask that one, don't we? Just to make sure there was, you know, something you wanted us to discuss and we didn't. There's a there's a few things um you could have asked me and I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next one. That's the next one. <laughs> so I uh, really want to appreciate um you you know you coming on the show and um as you can see that's um Leon checking out. Paul checking out. I'm not going to check out just yet because I want to just remind people if they're listening to this podcast to um, go to www.talksuicide.co.uk. Please, if you've got 20 minutes spare, take the training, save a life. Um, but also it's got some wonderful um, information on there and some telephone numbers. If you need to reach out at this difficult time, please do so. Do not be afraid to reach out. I'm getting lots of messages where people think that they shouldn't be able to reach out at this time and they're struggling with their mental health. You need to reach out. That's Joe checking out. Um, yeah. And Paul, that's why we have Joe, don't we? Look at that. Yeah. Keeping us organised, keeps on point. So thanks again, Sarah. Thank you very much, Dean. Great speaking to you today. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.